1: So how well do you know God? That's a pretty wild, open-ended question, but we'll try and answer it out of the book of Ephesians. That's coming up next on Truth For Today. Join us. The ministry of Valley Bible Church in Hercules, this is Truth For Today. Our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, will take us to Ephesians chapter 1 as we seek to answer the question, How well do you know God? You see, He knows you and I very well. And the challenge for us today is understanding and knowing Him as much as we possibly can. In fact, that is the goal and direction of every Christian. For the details, let's catch up with Pastor Phil Howard on today's broadcast of Truth for Today.
2: Chapter 3, let's just look at that. He said, I pray another prayer time in Ephesians, and I pray in verse 14, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant You to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. See, that God would do something in the saved, in the inner being, in you, so that Christ may feel at home. The word dwell here is settle down. That Christ may feel at home in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love God's got all the power. He just can't find people to believe him. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Somebody hand me that psalm book right there. I think of this love of God, and I just thought, thank you. Uh, Is Just when you take a man, we don't even know where the words come from. I've heard they were written on the walls of an insane asylum. I'm not sure. In the hymn book, the second stanza, I've never heard. But the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. Is that what you talk about? It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled. And pardon from his sin. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong! It shall forevermore endure the saints' and angels' song. Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stock on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above Would drain the ocean dry Nor could the scroll contain the whole Though stretched from sky to sky O oh, love of God, how rich and pure Paul said in Second Corinthians 5 The love of God constrains me That though one had died for all we should make him known. I will never forget Barney Iott's description of him going to New Guinea with new tribes. As Barney graphically described, a gross people. During the meeting, their children would defecate and they would simply hang them out a window, no diapers, let the child do their business, continue in the service. One... Uh, one absurd, uh, offensive practice after another. One of the most gross, as he's telling about, they believe that the human body is infested with demons after they die. And so their practice in the tribes he was dealing with, they would build a fire a, a out in the middle of a empty field, put the body there, give it about a week to uh, decompose because the tradition was someone would go and plunge their hand, get the heart, eat it to keep the body from being demon-possessed and being kept out of eternity. And to do that during the week of that body decomposing in the heat of New Guinea, they would be shooting arrows over it. Both sides They have family on one side, this side, and they're shooting to keep demons away. You got to keep the demons away. Keep the demons away. Barney said the last thing they were was lovely. They were gross. They were dirty. They were cannibals. They were killers. They raped women. They, they, they were terrible, terrible. And he said, I didn't go because they were lovely. I went because Jesus was. I went because the gospel is. I heard Ravi Zacharias just say today, the greatest rebuttal to all of his apologetics is Christians looking nothing like what they claim. I know God! And their faces and their temperaments are cranky, critical, hateful, They've lost the joy of the Lord. They couldn't say with Peter, to you who know him, he is precious. If you know him, you love him, and you find knowing him is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Where is? Do you have a joy that is unexpressible? Do you have a love for God you can't contain yourself? That people said, I never knew what the love of God looked like until I met you. For by this... Men would know you're my followers. Because you got a correct doctrinal statement, because you throw a Bible at me, and you want to talk prophecy, or you want to argue some verse. No, I see a love in you. Why do you care for my soul? I shared yesterday, reading a life story of uh, John Wesley, so moving, beaten up often. Charles, too. They would be beaten, stoned, I mean, we think of England as wonderful England. There's pagan England. Coal miners. Read read the history of the English-speaking people by Winston Churchill. and said so the island was settled by cannibals that came from Norway. The English aren't all these blue bloods. There's a bunch of cannibals in those ancestors. Talk about all the royalty. You came from a royal mess, a fallen race. And all your pomp and circumstance and monarchy doesn't remove your depravity, It's aching to see how many people, white people, have killed. Called England, called Europe, they've killed people and all the time claiming to be sophisticated, educated, well endowed with intelligence. Why have you killed so many people? And in that, John Wesley, an Oxford grad, the son of a minister. When he went to reach the miners in England, Murray said, one time he's out there preaching because the Church of England won't let him preach in their pulpits because he, he's a wild guy. He says, You've got to be born again. Church of England didn't have to be born again. Much of Protestantism today, you don't have to be born again. Just get sprinkled. that'll do it enough wherever that group of people known as the dissenters were the protesters to Rome you must be born again you must have the spirit of God open up Christ to you and all your religiosity makes you no nearer to heaven than if you were hanging out at a brothel you need the truth of the gospel that says you're a sinner and you must flee to Christ he alone saves he alone saves not religion not race not ethnicity and he said, sometimes Wesley would come out of that field so caked over with ice and snow as the winds blew off the North Sea. And he would preach, sometimes an hour to two hours, begging miners, miners, hellraisers, drunks, brothel attenders, you need Christ, you need Christ. The Church of England has sold out the gospel. You need Christ. And I ask you, what is the love of God doing in us? You can't share a Christ you don't love. You won't share him. We get always defeated because we can't get a bunch of people to do evangelism. Well, the bigger problem is you don't know him very well. You're not talking about the hope. You're not talking about I am richly endowed. I always use this story because it's marked me for life. Please bear with it. I've told it before, but... I always think of it, the difference between notional knowledge and experiential. I was going to a little Bible institute at Sherwood Forest. Some of our brothers and sisters from that church, and Dean Moore was teaching. I'm a Pentecostal boy in a little Free Will Baptist school. I I loved those two years more than the other two years at Western. I loved those free will Baptist folks, they were so good to me. But one day in class, Dean, either in Romans 9, I was taking it for Romans, either Romans 9 or he went over to Ephesians 1. He might have got in the debate, I've chosen Jacob and I've hated Esau, and got into that, election, free will, and all those issues. But he, he went to Ephesians 1, and he had us all read, you know. Before, from the foundation of the world, God chose you in Christ Jesus, and He has bestowed upon you every spiritual blessing in Him. Okay, my dad's paying my tuition. He's a Pentecostal deacon in a church in Richmond. Eight dollars a unit. It was outrageous. It's while I was going there that King was killed. I remember, nineteen sixty-three. I started. I was on Dam Road making a turn on Road Twenty, and came over my little VW radio. King shot down. It Seemed like a dark day. My heart sunk. But I never forget at the dinner table at night, David, Paul were married, my sister Ruth. So my dad sat here, my mother there, my sister Hazel here and me. He'd say, what did you learn today? I'm like, oh no, I don't want to upset him. We don't buy this stuff, God choosing. We do all the choosing. God can't be choosing us. But I don't want to lie. I said, you won't believe it, Dad. The president of the school today in a free will Baptist school said that God wanted the Howard's before he made the Milky Way and that before he created the world, he said he's going to save L.J. Howard, Ural, Hazel, Paul, David, Ruth, Philip, and two brothers that are already there. Can you believe that, Dad? What do you think of that? Now I'm waiting for the rebuttal. And all of a sudden, over here, my dad would do this, as boys know. It's kind of weird, but that's what he do. I said, are you okay? I looked at my mother, no theologian now. Uh-uh, this farm girl. No educated. She just had children and worked hard. Not real smart, Bible. No, no, didn't know that. But she's there really wiping her eyes. Now I see my sister Hazel. She's down here. I thought, what in the world done happened in this room? And I said, what is it, Dad? What is it? It's too wonderful for me to take it in. Did he really want us that bad? Did he really? We didn't even argue about free will. We didn't even argue about uh, uh, eh. because you see the cerebral crowd all they can do is argue. They never experience. They never taste the honey. We all at the table just took the honey. From that day on I know I'm chosen through no good works on my part. I can't figure it out. You go ahead, fight about it, get good heated. I don't care. God doesn't care. He's been watching us theological types rip it back and forth all these years. Why don't you eat the honey? Why don't you just enjoy it? And say, You mean I've chosen? Why, yes. How many times do I have to tell you? I can choose whoever I want. I chose Israel, and the Gentiles have been mad at me ever since, but I still chose them. Out of all the nations on the earth, I chose that little nation of Israel. And Israel, God is not true. God's got a plan. And don't you dare hate Israel. Don't you dare. It's satanic, it's of the devil to despise the descendants of Abraham. I don't care. If they're atheists. I don't care about it. God chose out of all. The, he didn't choose Ireland. He didn't choose Germany. He chose little Israel. She has no right to exist but the hand of God. I believe in the future of Israel. God will have the final word. My concern is for you. We will not have a future in this church If the Spirit doesn't do a work in us to make us relish the love of God, the hope of the gospel, the riches of being God's child, and know we've got more power than we'll ever tap, you can only tap this power by believing God's promises. And I ask you, do you believe? Do you think there's enough power? Are you experiencing it? Or sin is greater, temptation's greater. Why don't you say the power's greater? Is the power greater? Let's quit trying to evangelize all these rough, rowdy kids because there's not enough power to save a young person today. Can he make you start experiencing the truths you say you know? Or had he become wooden? It's only paper and ink to you, and some little, I believe it or I don't. So what? Have you ever tasted it? taste and see that the what oh see I grew up with people less educated than a lot of us but oh my we used to sing a little, a little song came out of Sweden no no out of Scotland it's better felt than told. I've experienced it I can't always explain it something got a hold of me an old black song. You weren't there. And when Cleveland sings that I got saved on a Tuesday night, you weren't there. I was. What do you mean? You're talking about you experienced God? I had a guy come to me yesterday. I said, God talks to me. He said, well, yeah, I'm a little nervous with that. How does God talk to you? I said, well, explain this to me. My sheep hear my voice. Does that mean we don't hear it? Come on, you theological types. Figure that out. Are you walking on dreams and revelation? I'm walking on his word. He's been talking to me for over 50 years, friend. I'm here because the voice said come. And I'm going to finish my journey by the grace of God, hopefully listening to one voice. There's a cacophony of voices, but you better be sure you hear this voice, the voice of eternity. I ask you, are we lukewarm? Are you backslid? Is all of your knowledge just robotic? But you're not, you know, you're not experiencing it. This is what Paul was praying. This is what Edwards contended. You cannot lack the emotions of love, joy, peace, hate of evil, fear of the Lord, zeal for God. He says in religious affections any man who claims to know God and does not have the affections, I doubt whether he knows God. There must be an effect of the divine God upon us. How can you know this God and not affect you? Oh, no, no, no. He's not. He's not a formula in a scientific lab. He's a divine person who affects those who know Him. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Oh, I want to know Him better. I've read my books until my eyes wear out sometimes. But I have to admit... The last week, I've gotten into this habit of getting up early, and I read where George Mueller always prayed the scriptures, so I got to pray in the Psalms. But then I got away where I would just read my Bible in the morning, and all of a sudden it became wooden. Because I'm not reading the Bible to say I read three chapters, I'm reading it to turn your eyes into ears. I'm listening. Talk to me. Talk to me. I don't want ink and paper. I want the voice of eternity. I want to hear him. I want to hear him. When I started praying over this Bible, the Spirit started teaching me again. This last week I had a feast because I asked the Spirit. I just got to, you just got to get in there and do your three chapters, you know. Read it. Yeah, did you read Yeah, I did. Did you hear anything? Why, no. I complete the book of Second Corinthians? Ooh, good for you. Is he saying anything to you? I want you to know the hope connected with your calling, the fact that God counts you his treasure, the fact that he's given you more power than you'll ever be able to tap, and the love of Christ that is beyond description, oh, that it would fill and burst our hearts. Our Father, we know you, but we don't. We know we have eternal life, but sometimes we're not experiencing it. it uh, we become wooden. We become uh, mechanical. We become unaffected by you. Your love, your joy, your peace, your uh, your promises cease to be our meditation. Joy, Father, how do you have joy just as a objective fact? When does it become ours an experience? Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say, rejoice. When does that become our experience? Is it just a fact that we can quote Philippians 4.4? Or do you want us to experience joy? Let our Christianity get beyond just objective data and start becoming this light and heat. Not just facts, but let me experience the honey. I want to taste you. I want you to affect my senses, my attitude, my spirit, my outlook on other people. May the love of God become our constraining motivation. Deliver us of the weariness, the weariness of serving God. You said, Take my yoke, and I won't wear you out. I'll let you learn of me, O Israel. Don't you try to carry me. I'll carry you. You cannot carry me. For I am the everlasting arms. I'll carry you. Oh, Father, if there's anyone here today that's never entered into the rest of knowing Jesus Christ, would you let them today believe in Christ and Him alone and enter that rest?
1: And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail. Or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard